0: Alright, we're live. Good evening, everyone. Hopefully, everyone is having a blessed evening, super blessed evening, as we are. As always, we like to say praise the Lord, thank the Lord for another day in the land of the living, and another chance to get our acts together. I hope you guys have had a great week thus far. We've got a great topic coming for coming to you tonight. Now, we've talked about it a couple of times in the past, but it's always good to reiterate the subject, because we have new people coming on each and every video that may not have heard it the, the last time we talked about it. So as you can see from the title, we'll be talking about the separation at the water. <laughs> water is very important. The world is about 70% of it, and we are made up of about 70% water. And Tony, correct me if I'm wrong, but you can go a lot longer with, without food than you can without water. It is that vital to our surviving. Um, every time we... Try to find a different planet out there we always look for water to see if that planet will support life and in the Bible you can go back all the way to the very beginning God used the water to separate people it talks about it uh, Peter talks about it um, he says in the days of Noah there were eight souls saved by the water out of the whole world only eight souls and he said the like figure where unto water saves us today you can take it back to Moses when he parted the Red Sea God through the power that Moses through the power of God parted the Red Sea and they passed through the water so it's a separation point and we'll be getting into that tonight if you're new around here welcome to join the midst of a storm a program where we like to do weekly live stream Bible studies and upload them to all major podcast platforms shortly after that and if you've been with us for a while welcome back we hope you get something out of this message tonight this is a very very strong topic. So without any further ado, I'm going to pass it over to Minister Tony Banks so we can go ahead and get started with this evening's message. Thank
1: you, Melvin. As always, we like to start by saying a prayer. If you guys are at a place where you can uh, take a break, bow your heads, and and join in this prayer with us. Uh, Heavenly Father, we come to you. uh, We come boldly to the throne of grace, Lord, uh, bowing our heads, bowing our knees before you in reverence and respect towards you, Lord. We come before you asking that you would continue to lead and guide us into all truth, Lord, that you would continue to shield and protect us from all evil, Lord, that you would just continue to grow us uh, in wisdom, knowledge, and understanding, that you would continue to open our eyes, Lord. We also uh, want to say thank you, Lord, for all the things that you've done for us, because we know we can never say thank you enough. For all the many blessings you've poured out upon us, Lord We know we didn't deserve them There's nothing we can do to deserve Your goodness, your mercy, your love and kindness We don't deserve all any of it, Lord But Lord, you just continue to do it for us nonetheless Because you are our God You are our Father And so Lord, we're, we're thankful for that Lord, we're praying that you would just Continue to touch, transform and shape and mold lives Uh, Into the people that you're calling us to be Lord I pray that you would remove uh, The pride Remove all of the evil The wickedness that dwells within us Lord Help us to be stronger than it Help us to not act out of anger and rage Help us to not act out of fear Help us to not uh, do any of the things That you don't find pleasing in your sight So Lord we're praying these many blessings We're praying that tonight You would help someone to see more clear, help someone to see more things in your word that they've never seen before. Help me to see more. Help us all to see more. So, Lord, we're praying these many blessings in your precious name, Jesus. Amen. Amen. So, Melvin already introduced the topic. We're talking about the separation at the water because the water plays such an important role in our day, in our lives. Uh, whether it's just consuming it for drinking or whether it's uh, taking a bath in it, no matter what it is, water plays a huge role. Uh, Whether it's in our technology uh, to create our electricity, so many things water does for us. Um, And so as people, we have recognized the importance of water. But when it comes to God, and understanding who he is we have not yet recognized just how vital water is to our deliverance to our salvation to everything that God wants for us we have not yet realized so tonight we want to look at uh, a few things uh, time time won't time won't permit me to look at all the things that we could look at. I don't even know all the possible things we could look at because there's so many, uh, so many yet to be revealed. But nonetheless, God has been good to us all, uh, just bringing us back to uh, another, another Bible study, another week. Um, and I, he's just been so gracious to us, so kind, uh, because like I was saying in the prayer, we don't deserve any of the things that God does for us. But yet he still does them because of love. And so tonight we're going to look at the water. So let's go to 2 Corinthians chapter 6 and we'll start at verse 17 here.
0: Wherefore, come out from among them and be ye separate, saith the Lord. Be
1: ye separate. That's all I want to get from this verse. Be ye separate, saith the Lord. God uses things to separate us. We were talking about it just yesterday, how God has put so many uh, rules and regulations. He did that so much upon the Jews to separate them in the Old Testament. We know he had them dress a certain way. He had them carry themselves a certain way. When they got around these other nations, he said, look, don't be like them. Don't take of their clothing. Don't take their money. Don't take their animals. Be separate. He said, don't eat the same foods that they eat. So God did so much to separate us. And one of those things, now there's many ways God separates us, but one of those ways, and we see this theme running all throughout the scripture. One of the ways he separates us is at the water because at the water we all have a decision to make and based on our decision that's how God chooses the scripture says many are called but few are chosen it's our actions that determine if we're chosen or not see when we go to a job interview they're looking at our resume it's our actions that they're looking at they're looking at what have you done? What type of experience do you have? So it's your actions. Choose, you basically choose yourself for the job. Because they're trying to see what have you done. So the scripture says many are called, but only few are chosen. But now I want to go back to the book of Judges. And we're going to talk about Gideon. Uh, we'll pick up Judges in the seventh chapter. To look at how God used Gideon and water to separate the people. So in the sixth chapter, we found out that Israel, the Jews, they have fallen into sin. Fallen into things that God told them not to do. And so God allowed the Midianites, the Amalekites, to take over Israel. And they were servants to them for seven years. Now there were a lot of Midianites. And the Jews could not fight back. Only because God had allowed this to happen. And so whatever God allows to happen, there's nothing we can do about it. If he opens the door, no man can shut it. If he shut the door, no man can open it. So we'll find out what happens here with Gideon. God's, God's told him that he's going to deliver them.
0: So we'll pick it up in verse one. Then Jerobal, who was Gideon, and all the people that were with him, rose up early and pitched beside the well of Herod, so that the host of the Midianites were on the north side of them by the hill of Moreh in the valley. Now they
1: rose up early. They weren't sleeping all day like we do. <laughs>
0: Alright. And the Lord said unto Gideon The people that are with thee are too many for me to give the Midianites into their hands The people are too many
1: We'll find that it was 32,000 people That were ready to go to war Or that were called to go to war 32,000, that's a lot of people
0: And God says it's too many Alright Lest Israel vaunt themselves against me, saying, Mine own hand hath saved me.
1: God said, I cannot use this many people. Because pride is going to kick in. Arrogance is going to kick in. Because the people are going to feel that they did this themselves. They delivered themselves. We do this all the time. We feel like we did this and we did that. But without God, we can't do anything. So God
0: tells Gideon The people are too many. Alright. Now therefore go to proclaim in the ears of the people, saying, Whosoever is fearful and afraid, let him return and depart and depart early from Mount Gilead, and there return of the people twenty and two thousand, and there remain ten thousand.
1: Now we found a lot of people were afraid.
0: 22,000 went
1: home. That's a lot of people. A lot of people, (laughs) they could not answer the call because they were afraid. God hasn't given us a spirit of fear. So, but they were afraid. So Gideon said, go home. God said, you can go home. So 10,000 remained. But now this is where I wanted to get to because we find the role that water plays here.
0: All right. And the Lord said unto Gideon, the people are yet too many. Mm-hmm. Bring them down unto the water. The water. Now he brings in the
1: water. He, God says, bring them down to the water. That's what I go preaching all the time. Come to the water. But somebody says, I'm not going. I don't have to go. What's the purpose of me going? I don't need to go. God says you need to come to the water. We're talking about Israel right now. Paul told us these things were written for our examples. So what we're finding here is also going to be used in our time, in our day. Jesus told his disciples, he said, go ye therefore and baptize all nations. He said, baptize all of them. Bring them to the water. That's what he told the prophet Gideon. He said, take them to the water. And that's what Jesus told his preachers, the apostles. He said, take them to the water. On the day of Pentecost, in the book of Acts, chapter 2, Peter said, go to the water. Every one of you. He didn't say some of you go to the water. He said, every one of you go to the water. So we find the same things happening over and over. God doesn't change. This is the separation. All right.
0: And I will try them for thee there.
1: Now, God said he's going to do the trying. This is God's doing. He told Gideon, I will try them for you there to see if he can use them or not. This is what he's doing today. He's got the preacher saying, come to the water, be baptized in the name of Jesus. And God's saying, I'm going to try them and see if they're worthy. See if they're willing to obey me is
0: what God is telling us. He said, I'll try them at the water. Mm-hmm. And it shall be that of whom I say unto thee, this, sh- this shall go with thee, the same shall go with thee. And of whomsoever I say unto thee, this shall not go with thee, the same shall not go. God said, whoever
1: he tells Gideon is going to go, that's who he's taking. And whoever is not going, whoever God tells him not to let go, they're not going. This wasn't about a family thing. God took all that out of play. Gideon could not choose who God led into his army, to his kingdom. Gideon Gideon had no bearing on that. So today, it's no different for us who God chooses is who he chooses he's not trying to choose my cousin my nephew my brother my sister that's not who he's choosing he's choosing who he wants to choose and I have to accept that so that's what he tells Gideon so let's see what Gideon
0: does so he brought down the people into the water mm-hmm and the Lord said unto Gideon Everyone that lappeth of the water with his tongue as a dog lappeth, him shalt thou set by himself. Likewise, everyone that boweth down upon his knees to drink. God gave him the criteria. Now,
1: God tells Gideon, take the people down to the water and let them drink. Now if we were if we were doing this, we would have said, Man, something wrong with Gideon. What's the purpose of me coming down here to this water to drink it? What is that proving? What is that showing? But this is our mindset. God's thought is not our thoughts. His ways are not our ways. We we wouldn't do anything this way. What we would do, we say, how many push-ups can they do? (laughs) We say, how many jumping jacks can they do? How long can they hold their breath underwater? We come up with ways to determine if a person is worthy or not. How well can they fight? How well can they crawl? We come up with these things, but God's ways, is not, he, it, it, God's ways are not our ways. He said, take the people down to the water. And everyone that lappeth the water with his tongue, set them by themselves. Separate them. This is the separation of God. He uses the water to separate. That's what that's why we must be baptized. According to Jesus, according to Peter, according to Paul, according to John, to Matthew, to Jude, to all of these prophets, to all of these preachers. That's why Philip came down to the unit to tell him to be baptized. Because the water is where God separates us. The water is where we get in a good conscience towards God. That's what Peter told us. 1 Peter 3 and I believe 21. He told us the water is to put us into a pleasing state with God. And you know, that's what we seen when Jesus went down to the water. Even he had to go to the water. Despite the perfect man that he was. He had to show us the way. He went to the water to be separated for God, to God. And after he came up out of the water, got baptized, the Lord said, God said, this is my beloved son. In thee I am well pleased because he has now separated himself. He has separated himself. So that's what we find here (laughs) with Gideon and these people, the 22,000. We find here they have come to separate themselves. So we find the water and the tongue as the separator.
0: All right? And the number of them that left Putting their hand to their mouth were 300 men, but all the rest of the people bowed down upon their knees to drink water. Now we have two groups. God has used the water
1: to separate those who used their tongue to lap the water and those who (laughs) got up on their knees to drink the water. This was the separation, this was God's doing. So 300 used their tongue
0: to drink the water. All right. And the Lord said unto Gideon, By the 300 men that leapt will I save you, and deliver the Midianites into thine hand, and let all the other people go, every man unto his place. God
1: said he couldn't use those other people. He could only use the 300. This was the separation. We see how God separated them by putting them to the test at the water, God said, I'll try them at the water. Many are called, few are chosen. We started with 32,000. We ended with 300. Not everybody passed the test. So we find a separation here. There's some, there's some amazing things that happen at the water. God's been using the water to save since the beginning of time. He's been using the water to do this. Even Moses in Egypt, Pharaoh had put out a decree to kill all the male children. So Moses' mother put him in the river, in the water. And that's where Pharaoh's daughter found him. He was saved because of the water. The water saved. There's an important role in salvation with water. I'm reminded of uh, Aaron. He had to uh, take two birds. take him to running water and he had to kill one of the birds and sprinkle the blood of the dead bird on the live bird and after he had put the blood over the house and over the bird then he he let the, the live bird go That was us. That did nothing but represent us. Jesus came. And he was a sacrifice for us. Sprinkled his blood upon us. And now we can live. Now we can live. But it was the water. Because on the cross... When they pierced him, the scripture says, out came blood and water. There was a separation. So we find here with Gideon, 300 people were separated at the water, water and tongue, representing water and spirit. That's what Jesus told us we needed. In John chapter 3, he said, except a man be born again of the water. Except man be born again of the water and the spirit. He cannot enter to the kingdom of God. We need the water and spirit. So we find the separation. So many amazing things happen at the water. It's at the water. This is what happened with the children of Israel. When they left Egypt. This was the second time God saved Moses by water. This is the second time this happened for Moses. Because we know the story. We've heard the story so many times. The children of Israel made it to the Red Sea. But they couldn't go any further because the water prohibited them. But God allowed Moses to stretch forth the rod. And they were allowed to escape by the water. The water separated them, separated them from their enemy. And we know that same water that saved Moses and the children of Israel is the same water that killed Pharaoh and his army. So we find the separation takes place at the water. We know that's what happened with Noah the same water that saved Noah separated him from the rest of those people because we know that same water killed everyone else in the world. And only eight souls, Melvin talked about it when we first opened up. Eight souls were saved by water. Eight. We better uh, pick that up in 1 Peter chapter 3.
0: And we'll start at verse 20. Well, sometimes were disobedient when once the long suffering of God waited in the days of Noah while the ark was a pre- preparing, wherein few, that is, eight souls were saved by water. This is the role of water saving
1: and separating. This is what water does plays a huge role in our lives. Now, if we look at this, we say, what are well, you talking about in the old days? That has nothing to do with today. But let's keep reading.
0: The like figure, whereinto even baptism, doth also now save us. The like figure.
1: He said, just like today, wherein to baptism, doth also now save us. So, yeah, he he talked about the past because it was an example for us. And he brings us up to speed by saying it's also now saving us, the water. Separating. God's trying us at the water. That's what he did with these people in Noah's day. God, God told Noah, he said, look, I'm going to try the people. I'm going to see if they'll obey me. So he told Noah to preach that the water was coming. And all you have to do to be saved is enter into the ark. Now that was a tall task. Because looking at those animals, nobody nobody would want to go in there. But this was God divine. This was God's way of separating. Of saving. So
0: Peter says... The water now saves us. Mm-hmm. Uh, not the putting away of the filth of the flesh. Not the
1: putting away of the filth of the flesh. This has nothing to do with taking a shower. This has nothing to do with taking a bath. This has nothing to do with cleaning your your skin. It's much more than that. I, I've heard many people say it. Say, man, we got to get dunked in some water. But this means something. This is where God is trying you at. He's trying to see if you're going to obey him. He's putting us to the test just as he did with the people in Gideon's day. Because it's the same story. God tells the preacher, tell them about the water. Tell them to come to the water. Some of us, we can't even get you to come. Come. They said, no, sir, I'm not even going to look at it. (laughs) We make so many excuses other than coming to the water. And we'll go right home and take a bath. But yet, the bath is different. It's still water, though. So if you're willing to take a bath, why not obey God? You still had to get wet. Even when it rains, you won't be able to escape the water. It even rains on you. We don't have an excuse. Somebody say, well, I just don't like water. Yeah, but it rains. And I guarantee you, you've gotten wet before. There is no excuse. So God says, I'm going to try them at the water. Get the people to come to the water.
0: All right. Again, not the putting away of the filth of the flesh, but the answer of a good conscience towards God Mm -hmm. by the resurrection of Jesus Christ. This puts us in a good place. We know what God said
1: when Jesus went down to the water. Let's pick that up. In the book of Luke, chapter 3. We'll start at verse 21 here.
0: Now, when all the people were baptized, it came to pass that Jesus also being baptized and praying, the heaven was opened. Came to
1: the water. These people came to the water. That's the reason John the Baptist was baptizing. Because God told him, bring the people to the water. I'm going to try them there. Take them to the water. It means something. This is where I'm going to separate the sheep from the goat." This is where he was going to separate. You know, the scripture tells us about how God is going to separate the sheep from the goat. Jesus told us he's going to separate the sheep on the right hand, but the goat on the left. You know, as I looked at that scripture, I looked at how it said, but the goat, but the goats, because That's what a goat does. Now, we know God uses sheeps and goats to represent us as people. The sheeps are the ones who are followers. The goats are the ones who are contrary. And, you know, that's what a goat says all the time. You you talk to people and you say, you know, God said we should do so-and-so. And And the goat says, yeah, but... (laughs) That's all the goat says all the time. But. The goat is always using the word but. I was going to do what God said but. But this happened. But that happened. We always have an excuse when it comes to being a goat. When we talk to someone who's just not going to do what God said. They're going to use the word but every time. You know we see. (laughs) Even if you look at the animals themselves. We see goats headbutting each other. We see it happening in nature. I know the sheep do it sometimes. Because anybody can be contrary. Even the sheep get out of hand sometimes. But I'm talking about the goats. The goats always putting up a fight with God, what God says do. But God said, bring the people to the water. So <clears throat> Luke says when all the people were baptized, Jesus also got baptized and the heaven was open.
0: All right. And the Holy Ghost descended in a bodily shape like a dove upon him. And a voice came from heaven, which said, Thou art my beloved son, and thee I am well pleased. The Holy Ghost descended on him, nothing but water
1: and spirit. This is the same thing we found in Judges, the seventh chapter. The water and the tongue. I mean, this is amazing to see the water and spirit all the way in Jesus' day. Water and spirit. Because we know in Acts chapter 2, when the 120 people received the Holy Ghost, They spoke in tongues as the Spirit gave them the utterance. The Holy Ghost allowed them to speak in tongues, water and Spirit. So we find there is no contradiction here. This is what's incredible about the Scripture. It lines up. It all adds up. It's like math. It adds up. No matter which angle you want to look at it from, it's going to add up because God said so. So, Peter told us uh, the water puts us in a good conscience towards God. And that's what we find here with Jesus. He had never sinned. But we don't find God make this statement until now, until he has now separated himself at the water God calls down from heaven after he received the water and spirit water and tongue God calls down from heaven and says thou art my beloved son in thee I am well pleased this is a good conscience when somebody tells you they're pleased with you you're in a good place you're in a good conscience with them you're in a good conscience. So that's what we find here. The water being the separation. So God said again, He's going to separate the sheep from the goat. And one of the ways He does that is through the water. Because this is what we found Peter said. We'll get this in Acts chapter 2, and I'll finish up here. Acts chapter 2 and verse 37.
0: Now, when they heard this, they were pricked in their heart and said unto Peter and to the rest of the apostles, men and brethren, what shall we do?
1: Now, this question comes up. This question comes up because these Jews have recognized that they've done wrong. That's where we are today. We should be. We should recognize we have transgressed God's law. We should recognize that. And we should be remorseful because God has been way too good to us for us to just forget about what He says and disobey Him nonetheless. He's been too good for us and to us. So somebody's going to recognize that they were pricked in the heart. They felt bad about what they had done. And they asked Peter and the rest of the apostles, men and brethren, what shall we do? They wanted to find out from the people who Jesus taught.
0: They said, What should we do now? All right. Then Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. He said, Go and be separated.
1: Go to the water. This is going to separate you. What better way to separate us than having our sins forgiven? Receiving the Holy Ghost is powerful. But receiving the Holy Ghost does not have our sins forgiven. Only the water can do that. Because here it tells us, be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins." This is how he's trying us to see if we will be baptized in his name. He said, he told Gideon, we read it earlier. He said, look, bring them to the water. I will will try them there for you. All, All we have to do, all the preacher has to do is just tell you about it. He said, look, go to the water. And some people, you can't get them there. But he said, bring them to the water. We don't understand that this is for the forgiveness of our sins. God's been using the water to save us throughout time. And he's still doing it to this day. To this very time. He's now using it. So we can be forgiven
0: of our sins. So he said, bring them to the water. All right. For the promise is unto you. I just reread 38. Then Peter said unto them, repent and be baptized. Every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. And ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Water and spirit. He said you will receive the gift of the Holy Ghost.
1: This is what's necessary to separate us. Drop down to
0: verse uh,
1: 40.
0: And with many other words did he testify and exhort, saying, save yourselves from this untoward generation. He says, save yourselves, but I want to use the word separate
1: yourselves. Because there is a difference between the saved and the unsaved. I want to be saved. Separate yourselves from this crooked world. From this world full of evil. We know the world's full of evil. But we can save ourselves. We can be delivered. We can separate ourselves. But in order for God to use us, we first have to listen to what He said, do. We first have to come to the water. We first have to receive the Holy Ghost.
0: All right? then they that gladly received his word were baptized. Somebody out there will gladly receive the word of God
1: and get baptized in Jesus' name because this is the separation. There's a lot of things that happen at the water. There was a man who couldn't walk. I believe he was above 30 years old. And in Jerusalem... At the pool of Siloam. Every so often. An angel would come and trouble the water. The Bible says. And this. (laughs) This man who couldn't walk. He would try to get there in time. The first person. To get in there. After the troubling of the water. Would be healed. They'd be delivered. They'd be separated. From whatever illness. That was plaguing them. So this man, he would try his best to get there, but every time he noticed the water was troubled, somebody got there before him. So Jesus asked the man, he said, do you want to be made whole? And the man began to tell Jesus, look, every time I try to get there, somebody beat me. He said, I don't have anybody to put me in the water. But that wasn't the question that Jesus asked him. He said, do you want to be made whole? But I said that to point out how God has been working through water. For centuries, for generations. Every every season he would trouble the water and whoever would get in there would be separated from whatever disease that they were suffering from we know we'd be lining up right now we'd be lining up suffering from illnesses for 10 15 20 30 years our entire lives if we knew about this water that as soon as we touch it after the angel has troubled the water move the water We would all be diving in there. But God is still using the water today. He's still using the water. To separate. Us. From our sins. Because. What better healing is there. Than the removal of our sins. My sins being removed. Is way better. Than me getting rid of. Uh, Any other disease in this world, it'll always be better because we're talking about eternal. Whatever problems I have, I may have to deal with them for the rest of my natural life here. But after I cross over to the other side, there'll be no troubles anymore. So that's what God is calling for us to be separated from our sins to come down to the water, there's no harm in the water, the preacher's not going to drown you, at least if you go to the right preacher, he's not, you know, I, I seen a video of a, of a preacher taking a baby down about three times, just throwing him in the water, <laughs> Lord help us, that's not how it has to be done. Jesus was taken down once. That's all we got to do one time in the name of Jesus. That's all we got to do. It's not three different gods. It's only one. But I'll wrap it up there. Uh, But I'm really praying and hoping that somebody would be troubled in their heart, in their mind. To pursue God, to come down to the water, and to be separated from their sins, to join God's army, just as the 300 did when they fought with Gideon. Now, I'm not saying we have to physically fight today. That's not what I'm saying. But we can fight for the name of the Lord. Stand up for what's right. You don't have to go out and arm wrestle anybody. But Isaiah said, who shall declare his generation? Who's going who's to stand up for God? Who hath heard, who hath believed our report? This is the report that I'm reporting on. I don't even know what day this is, June 25th. This is the report that I'm giving to come down to the water. Because it's for the removal of your sins. Who's going to believe it though? That's the question Isaiah had. Who's going to believe this? Because many are called. But only a few are chosen. I already know it's only going to be a few. I can't change that. But it's the few. That's causing me to do this. I want to see the few. So. I thank God for you, uh, all that have listened, all that will listen, and those that won't listen too. Because nonetheless, the scriptures have to be fulfilled. And I'm trying to be on the right side of them. Whether you obey God or not, you you following the scriptures. So for those that don't like God, don't like the Bible, ain't nothing you can do about it. <laughs> Because you're fulfilling the scriptures. Just like those of us who's trying to do what he says. So I'll turn it over to Melvin at this time. I thank you guys for listening.
0: I guess <clears throat> like Tony said. We definitely do these live stream Bible studies. For the very few that will listen. Because the Bible declares. Enter ye in at the straight gate. Because wide is the gate. That leads into destruction. And it's very narrow going into life eternal life because a lot of people the majority of people won't take heed to what god is saying as i've said before if only one person gets saved from however many weeks well we are at 73 right now but if we go going to do this for five six hundred weeks if only one person even gets saved this is a job well done so definitely i don't get the big deal about people fighting baptism, I know the underlying cause is the double, but just try it out. (laughs) It won't be disappointing. Get get the water to go get the name, get the name of Jesus, and get the precious gift of the Holy Ghost, with evidence of speaking in tongues, because it's powerful. Just like Jesus, Jesus told the apostles, or receive power, power to overcome sickness, power, To overcome any addiction that you have, it gives you, but you have to allow it to do that. It's not just (laughs) you flip a switch and then all of a sudden you're healed. You have to give it the power to do that. And I pray that we all go back to the water. Like Peter said, it's not like taking a bath, but it's of a good conscience towards God. As we've said on here before, when Jesus got baptized, God said from heaven, This is my beloved Son, and thee I am well pleased. God never said that to Jesus until he got baptized, showing that he had a good conscience towards God. There are so many different churches today preaching so many different things. In the book of Ephesians, it says it's only one Lord and it's only one faith. There are a lot of Christians or so-called Christians and in that body, only a few believe that you need to get baptized. And then only that few that needs that believes you need to get baptized, even less believe the correct way of getting baptized, which is in Jesus' name. A lot of people look at the scripture, Matthew 28, 19, where it says, Baptize them in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. But see, the apostles understood what Jesus was saying. Name is singular right there. The Father has a name, the Son has a name, and the Holy Ghost has a name so it is up to us to find out what that one name is It's all throughout scripture the name is Jesus just like Peter said in Acts 2 38 repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus for the remission of sins you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost for the promises unto you and to your children everyone that's afar even as many as the Lord our God shall call so I pray that we all answer that call, even though I know we all won't. But it's still, that is still my hope. To, for you to know that you're listening to the right preacher, he's going to be preaching the water. Reminds me of the story in Acts chapter 8 the eunuch I'm talking to Philip. There was a Bible study going on right there. The eunuch was reading in Isaiah and. Philip asks him, do you understand what you're reading? And he says, how can I, except some man should guide me? And the scripture says, "You can." how can they heal without a preacher? But Philip goes on to read in the place in Isaiah, and the Bible says, it. he preaches unto him Jesus. And then the very next verse, the eunuch said, here's some water right here. What's stopping me from getting baptized? So if you're preaching Jesus, you have to be preaching the water. A lot of people don't believe that salvation comes from the water. We believe that it's free. We believe that all we have to do is believe that he he died and rose again on the third day. (laughs) But he did that for our opportunity to get salvation. We still have to get it. It's not free. As Tony has mentioned many times before, if I give you some food, you still have to reach your hand out or reach your plate out and get it. Praise the Lord, Minister Banks. And brother, man, we have a comment. Sister Rosie, thank you. Thank you. Praise the Lord. Thank you for tuning in. Praise him, sis. Praise the Lord, mm-hmm. as always. So a lot of people point to the scripture in Romans where it says, all you have to do is call upon the name of the Lord and you shall be saved. So, so what gives? or well, what we don't understand is from the book of Romans to the book of Revelation, those were letters written to churches that got saved in the book of Acts. So that means they had to go to the water. And get baptized and get the gift of the Holy Ghost. So if they had to do it, if Jesus had to do it, so how does that, how are we better than them? How are we going to be able to escape without doing this? So I just pray that we all go back to the war. It's it's, it's just so important. Naturally and spiritually. So I'm going to leave it right there. I see we don't have any further comments. So I just want to thank you guys for tuning in to us week in and week out. Whether you listen live or you listen on the podcast or you listen to the video or watch the video later, I greatly appreciate you for trying to learn the absolute truth about God. Because as I always say, it's not getting spread enough. So if that be it. Then I'm going to end it there. And as I always like to say, rejoice in the Lord always because today's tribulations are tomorrow's testimonies. Count it all joy. Count it all joy. There is joy in the midst of every storm. So we hope you guys have a blessed weekend. And we'll see you guys next Thursday evening with another topic coming straight from the word of God. You guys be blessed.